0: Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. And Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here. And Hey, okay, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pendleton Metal Radio Podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your rock news, metal news, uh, unsigned band. Uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I am your host, Eddie Monster, here, and we have a special episode for you guys today. It's episode 17. I can't believe it means we are 17 weeks into the coronavirus. Probably a little bit more. I started this 17 weeks ago, obviously. But exciting, exciting stuff. We have a huge band to play for you guys today, which I will reveal in just a little bit. But of course, we have other stuff too. We've got the Unsigned Band of the Week, Band You Should Know, Rock and Metal News. Plus, we're going to talk about Suicide Silence and their virtual world tour, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Hopefully, you haven't missed it. But first, got to do the usual stuff, and that is the social media business side of everything. And if you want to follow the show, you can do so. Go on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Monster 82 That's E-D-D-I-E, E-D-D-I-E, Monster 82 You can uh, like our page on Facebook. I'm always trying to remember, do you like, follow, uh, whatever, heart, something? I don't know. But anyways, go on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash eddie's pedal to the metal radio show there you can uh follow all the good stuff that we post on that page i post a lot of videos on that page as well as like links and all sorts of fun stuff um you can also follow us on instagram and instagram.com forward slash pedal to the metal radio show and last but not least there is the blog page pedal to the metal radio show is the key page in all of this because that one is where we post all the links to whether you listen to us on Breaker, whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, you're going to find the link on that page. If we are there, if we exist in that existence, we'll be there. So this past week, I want to say maybe a week, maybe a maybe a week or so ago. I want to say Suicide Silence embarked on their uh, virtual world tour, which is just unbelievable. I mean, in reality, they're in the same place, but they're broadcasting to different parts of the country, different parts of the world, and they're doing unique sets for each part of the country, each part of the, the world, whatever. Um, and they had all sorts of places. So, July third, the day before we did the thing, uh, the Fourth of July special, was supposed to be the Boston show, which is which is me. If you can't tell by my lovely accent that shows up all the time, uh, but that was the day, and this dumbass missed the show. I mean, quite frankly, I just completely forgot sometimes. Your mind is running through a million things, uh, especially in this day and age. But, uh, yeah, I missed the show, and I was so pissed at myself. And then I realized after I recorded the 4th of July special, I was like, wow, I missed the Boston show. What a dumbass. So I emailed uh, Suicide Silence. I believe it's maybe their tour manager. I don't know who it is. Um but I emailed them, and quite frankly, I wrote, So I'm an idiot, and I missed the Boston date. Is there any way I can watch the replay, or can I just get on another date? And they pretty much said, Bro, no problem. You know, pick a day, uh, any date, and we'll get you on there. So I picked Baltimore. I don't know why I picked Baltimore, but I picked Baltimore. And Baltimore it was. And what a set what an unbelievable set by the guys. I mean they played some great stuff I mean they kicked off with unanswered went right into disengage meltdown and they just they didn't miss a beat man those guys were tight. the broadcast had some issues throughout after that uh, there was a lot of lag issues and cutting out at certain parts and that's gonna be your worst enemy. No matter what you do, when it's an internet feed, sometimes you know you do the best you can. I mean, they're not the WWE, and even the WWE gets lag on their shows. Um, so, nonetheless, killer set, killer skits too. They had some great skits during that show. Uh, one of my favorite skits, and and some of these skits are unique according to the band. They're unique. To each tour date, there are, they said there are a few that repeat with every show, but then there are a few that are unique to each one. And one of my favorite ones, um, it was a skit with uh, Chris Garza, who's their other guitar player. And he does this nutritional skit where he's talking about what's nutritional. And quite frankly, in reality, we all know gummy worms gummy bears oreo cookies are not nutritional things but hey maybe in the rock world in metal world maybe they are uh and then he just ends it by putting it all in the pizza and just starts eating the pizza i was like man what a sport um just go for it you know what i mean all for the uh, the pleasure of the fans so you know awesome awesome show their their moderators very interactive uh, as well with the fans, because you can comment if you want to. Um, one of the funniest things was, uh, you know, they had my wallet at the merch booth. So they have a virtual merch booth, and great stuff. There's, there's uh, the Suicide Silence virtual world tour shirt, which I bought, and there's just plenty of other stuff that you can get. Uh, but it was a great night. I mean, you know, they go into, you know, You Only Live Once, uh, Hands of a Killer, Wake Up, Cease to Exist, And then there was a moment in the show, and apparently every show has this, uh, where the fans vote as to what the next song is that the band will play. And the two choices that you could choose from was uh, Bludgeoned to Death, which of course is a classic off of their uh, album The Cleansing. And then the other choice was a brand new track from their new album, and the track was called Love Me to Death which was a choice, and I definitely wanted to hear Bludgeon to Death, no doubt about it, but I also wanted to hear the new track live, and maybe I'm one of those weird guys, but when a band is up and coming, or a band has been around, and they're releasing amazing material, you don't mind hearing new tracks, I mean, that's all I'm going to say, so they played uh, Bludgeon to Death, and then they ended the show with Hold Me Up, Hold Me Down, uh, and then they did a Q&A session, which was really cool, and I actually got to ask a question, and I have the audio for you guys right now. Uh, the question I asked was on future dates of this virtual tour, if they could cover any song what would they cover? And here's their answer. Eddie Gatto. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you guys would love to cover this tour? That's a sick black metal fucking. Yeah. I want to do Tracy, Tracy Chapman. Give me one real stick. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. Yeah, turn right back. Mm-hmm. Trying, to do, trying to do Kiss from Rose by cool, Steel. It'd be cool to invite uh, a little somebody in here and to do uh, a Super Beast with them. Yeah. We have a couple covers that we can do. Yeah. what do who, you uh, what do you think eddie uh you should have. i don't know what do you <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Eddie. yeah i was definitely eager to answer that question so i sent a couple suggestions i think i sent i know i did i'm broken by pantera i think i sent to them and then i think the other one um oh god i'm trying to remember i think it was i know it was a song by the band death i can't remember But anyways, uh, it was a fun, fun time. That was a great time. If you get a chance before this thing is over, definitely give the Virtual World Tour a shot. You're not going to regret it. It was a fun time. Absolute blast. Uh, So anyways, that does it for that part. And now it's time for our special, special part. I was so psyched when I saw who I had on for this week. For the uh, bands you should know, right? I was like, when they answered yes, I was like, holy crap, love it. Anyways, there is a band, and if you've never heard them, you're doing yourself a disservice. This is probably one of the coolest bands we've ever had on the bands you should know. Um, And we've had some really cool ones on this. But the band you should know this week is the band Cloak. And they're a band that's straight out of Atlanta, Georgia. But they're a band that it's hard to pin exactly what their sound is because they mix black metal so well with, you know, black and roll—I want to call it—music and and just elements of metal. And I mean, it's it's all blended in, and it just sounds absolutely amazing. Now, cool story: the first time I ever saw Cloak live. Uh, was at the FET Ballroom, or FET Music Hall, I should say, in Providence, Rhode Island. And they were on the bill with Incantation and Mayhem. So I went there, obviously, to see Mayhem. and uh, But these guys came on first, and it was just unbelievable. From beginning to end, I was like, who are these guys? And their vibe is just, man, it's mysterious, it's dark but it's fucking amazing. If you get a chance, check out Cloak. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. Uh, you can check them out at cloakatlanta.bandcamp.com. You can also visit them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cloak official. Believe me, I'll have these links for you on the uh, blog page, but right now I want to play a track from these guys. And this is one of my favorites off their latest album, The Burning Dawn. This one's called Tempter's Call. And we're going to check it out right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. Since I play in a folk band, my friend Don suggested that I write a song encouraging people to wear masks. And so my daughter and I worked something up, and um, and here we go. Wear masks are difficult, it's a virus, not a vote. Wear masks don't be a joke, we only not a tree It's not a complicated act to keep your neighbors' lives intact. We're masks. We're masks. Each other Bye. all right yeah welcome back everybody that was cloak with tempter's call again you need to check out cloak dude they are freaking amazing they're awesome cloak atlanta.bandcamp.com facebook.com forward slash cloak official check them out that this is a band of the future and i'm saying that they are a band of the future and in the future is now all right So I want to get into rock and metal news. It's what we do here. And one thing that is just mind-blowingly frustrating, if that makes any sense. Um, And what doesn't make sense is what I'm about to talk about. I never understood a band that apparently just wants to be hated. I don't get it. There was a big thing back in Rhode Island, West Warwick, Rhode Island, and it was a place called The Station. Now, for most of you will realize that it's one of the biggest tragedies in rock and roll history was the Station Nightclub fire. And that was 17 years ago in 2003. Now, for those of you that don't know, Great White was the band uh, in question, the band that was to blame Okay there are, there were many sides that were to blame. They were definitely one of them. And if you remember in one of the episodes, I interviewed Mark Kendall and I had said that you know, I wish I had asked them you know the questions and I didn't. But anyways, they are probably in New England, they are probably one of the most hated bands, at least in the mass Rhode Island Connecticut region maybe. Um, and I don't understand why they would want to be vilified because they're, they're going to be when I, when I tell you what has happened, they're going to be because they're just idiots. They're idiots. Okay. You already blamed for hundreds of deaths, right? Tons of people burned badly. Okay. Some people lost limbs. Okay. Their faces are unrecognizable because of the stupidity that you displayed that you and the ownership of the station nightclub displayed that that unfaithful night and the fact that you want to be vilified again it just it's oh it boggles your mind what is great white thinking you know what i mean and, and, and for me to even say that man they're just idiots so apparently great white played a north dakota gig Where there was absolutely no social distancing. And no masks. And this article from Rolling Stone says... "Band at center of deadly 2003 station nightclub fire. Apologize to those who disagree with our decision to fulfill our contractual agreement. Which is apparently with their concert Thursday night. So... They're like... You know... They're basically just telling you to fuck off to those who disagree with our decision to fill our contractual agreement. We understand that there are some people who are upset that we performed the show during this trying time. We assure you that we worked with the promoter, North Dakota's government, recommends masks be worn. However, we are not in a position to enforce the laws. I get that you're not in the position to enforce the laws, you fucking idiots, but... You should be telling these people to do that. We're trying to save rock and metal, and you're just fucking it up is basically all you're doing. They go on to say, we have had the luxury of hindsight, and we would like to apologize to those who disagree with our decision to fulfill our contractual agreement. The promoter and staff were nothing but professional and assured us of the safety precautions. I'm sure they, they assured you guys. Uh, They continue, Our intent was simply to perform our gig outside in a welcoming small town. We value the health and safety of each and every one of our fans, as well as our American and global community. We are far from perfect. Yeah, you are far from perfect. You morons. If you did value the health and safety of each and every single one of your fans, then you wouldn't have put on the show. I get it. We all fucking miss concerts. We all wish we could go to concerts again. Man, you know how many concerts I would have seen already if we were allowed to go back to concerts? Shit. There are concerts and bands that I had never seen in my whole entire life. And this year I was like, I do not want to miss the chance to see Faith No More Live. I was like, I cannot miss that chance. Okay, Faith No More is one of those bands that I was hoping and praying would reunite. They did reunite. I was an idiot. Missed the show that they played in my area. And this time around, they were supposed to tour with Korn. And I said, I am not going to miss that show while coronavirus happened. Alright? And unfortunately, I do have to miss that show. So you don't think, Great White, that I wouldn't like to fucking go to a show? That Hundreds of people that I know, thousands, wouldn't like to fucking go to a show. So stupid. What a dumb decision. So frustrating for a band like that. I mean, listen. There is going to be a thing. Now, if people get coronavirus and people end up dying or lives end up getting cost because they went to that show and they cost other people's lives... You're just going to get blamed for that too. And then pretty soon, nobody's going to want to book you. I mean, why do you think Great White hasn't toured in Rhode Island or Massachusetts in over 17 years? Yeah, there's a reason for that. We don't fucking want you around. I mean, I wanted to like... And it's a shame because Great White's music is was great back in the day. It was great. They were a great underrated band. But, man, they're so stupid. Just so dumb. I just, uh, yeah, man, I I don't know. I don't know. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Mark Kendall, you should know better. That's all I'm going to say. You should know better. You don't think hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Americans wouldn't want to go to a show? I mean, man, we're only we're only dying to go to one. I mean, and if you look at it, there was. Uh, I'm gonna post the article because of this. I'm gonna post the article, all right. I've been encouraging people, even on my Instagram account, which is Instagram.com forward slash Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. I have been telling people you should be wearing masks, mask on, or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, hashtag it, whatever. Um. Metal Injection, thanks to Decibel Magazine, got 150 artists or at least almost 150 artists to basically tell you that this is not political, right? The the, the fact that we want you to wear masks is not political. Man, it's like I don't give a shit about politics. I don't care about Donald Trump. I don't give a shit about Joe Biden. I don't care about the Dems. I don't care about the Republicans. I don't give a shit about any of them. You know what I mean? Like, I care about music, metal music, rock music, folk music, pop music, rap music, whatever. I care about music. And I want it to come back. And they got a ton of artists. I'm going to post the article because this is too many. I mean, we obviously know. I mean, earlier in the year, I played the audio of, of Rob Halford telling you to wear a mask. And even in this, he says, stay metal, wear a mask. Real metalheads, wear a mask. Save metal, wear a mask. Metal masks save lives. Fucking A, right. Kirk Hammett, the reason I wear a mask is because I care about the safety and well-being of others. Even people I don't know and who are total strangers. Don't be selfish. Fuck politics. This is about life and death. Wear a fucking mask. That's exactly what Kirk Hammett said. Ice T, at this point, wearing a mask has become more of an IQ test. Stay safe, motherfuckers. Scott Ian, kill COVID 19, wear a mask. I mean, there's just so much shit. Like, Sebastian Bach, please wear a mask and vote in November for science if you ever want to rock again. Phil and Salmo, the more people mask up, the quicker we can get back to playing live music. Hell, fucking yeah, we can. Trevor Sternad of the Black Dahlia murder, wear a mask so I don't have to back you up for a bar or hack you up for a barbecue. Excuse me. Sorry, Trevor. Um, you know, and it goes on and on. There's so many people. I mean, Vincent Bennett of the Acacia Strain, Blake Harrison of Pig Destroyer, uh, you know, Blothar the Berserker. I mean, you know, uh, Brand Daler of of Mastodon. There's so many names. And there's even more. Like, this article only gives you, like, a few to kind of give you the point, right? And then they, they provide you the link, and you can go, and you can see the full gallery. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, and then you have Great White doing this bullshit. And it's like, come on, man. Be smart, Great White. Seriously. Very, very stupid. You know, I'm going to apologize because I feel like I shouldn't have taken 10 minutes to talk about stupidity. Unfortunately, that's the way it goes in this business, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, it's like let's let's just move on. There's, there's more news. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so last week we reported about uh, Mike Portnoy uh Reuniting with Dream Theater's John Petrucci for uh, Petrucci's solo album. And Petrucci recently talked about it. So the album's called Terminal Velocity. And here's how what he says. He says, we've been talking a bunch and he had sort of planted the seed in my ear. I was telling him about it, meaning the solo album. And he was like, well, if you need somebody, I'm available. And it was in my head. And I'm like, I'm going to take you up on that. He goes on to say, I had written all the songs, we programmed the drums, and I played bass, and our engineer played bass. So we had these completed songs, and Mike came in, learned everything, of course, and added his touches and taste. Did a tremendous, spectacular job. It was a lot of fun to kind of reunite musically and do that together. It took about six, day, six days to do, and again, he did a great job. The drums sound awesome, and I'm sure they do. Portnoy is amazing, and the fact that, you know, him and Petrucci, you know, reunited for this is, is tremendous as well. Uh, Petrucci went on to say Dave LaRue recorded his stuff remotely, redid all the bass, and it's mixed by Andy Sneep, who has worked with Judas Priest. Um, and he mentions that. It was my first time working with Andy, and he did a tremendous job mixing, and he's actually currently in Judas Priest playing guitar after. Glenn Tipton couldn't do it anymore. And he's an unbelievable mixer with an incredible uh, resume. He did mix Firepower, the latest Judas Priest, and a whole bunch of other stuff, Killswitch, Arch Enemy, Machine Head. And it goes on. He's amazing. So the album sounds great. So I'm actually, I will admit that I was not the hugest Dream Theater fan. Um, I was always somebody that was more about passion rather than uh technicality right but then obviously you grow up and you realize that you know you're into technicalities and you know technical uh kind of shit so dream theater grew on me so now i'm actually excited to listen to this solo record so i'm looking forward to it um so stay tuned for that as soon as it comes out you know because it's expected later this year But as soon as it comes out, we will definitely let you guys know about that. Um, Speaking of other albums, so Megadeth's Dave Ellefson has kind of dropped some news. And he's kind of confirming what Dave Mustaine said. um, Because Dave Mustaine has been bragging that the new album is right up there with Countdown to Extinction and Rest in Peace. And if you know me, I am not a fan of bands that say that. Bands create albums that are masterpieces and when they've gone through kind of a, a little bit of a hiccup in the careers, they're always like, oh, this album is, you know, just like that album and it's just like this album. And then you listen to it and none of it really is, you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes it is, you know, sometimes I've heard records that have, you know, gone up there with they, they don't top those amazing records, but they're right up there with them. Uh, but Ellison is basically saying this is a tough album to play. Uh, he says insanely progressive, and he tells you that it's definitely not in the super collider vein. Super collider sucked. Sorry to say. I think it's dystopia and even way past that. It's a very technically challenging record. Dave and I agree that there are riffs on this record that are harder to play than any of the stuff on Rest in Peace. It is an insanely progressive record. And then, you know, I even saw this in the Rush documentary. Uh, I'll try to remember what it was called. But there was a record that Rush did. Where they were even like, we don't even know if we can play this album, right? They had gone way above and beyond and had done riffs that were almost like impossible to play. So this is what he says. He continues, I remember when I was a kid and heard Getty Lee and Neil Peart play something inhumanly poss- impossible. I, heard, I had that same feeling now on our record with Dick Verbeuren. It lit me up. I was like, holy shit, this is a moment that I've never felt or experienced until now. Who knows? Maybe I needed to be 55 years old to experience and accomplish it with a seasoned guy like Dirk. Uh, that's the emotion, the fucking fire and spirit that I have around this new record. And this is their first album with, with Dirk on drums. So I'm looking forward to that as well and, and looking forward to hearing how impossible it may be to play this new uh, Megadeth record, "Rust in Peace," and "Countdown to Extinction," are two of my favorite records, and probably the two best records of that Nick Menza Marty Friedman era. Um, I'll always say that. Um, yeah, so that is that. Um, we're gonna we're, we got more news to talk about, but right now I want to get into the uh, the unsigned band of the week. Because it's about that time. Uh, After the Unsigned Band of the Week, I will continue with some rest of the news. But right now, let's get into it. Alright, as I said before, it is that time for the Unsigned Band of the Week. Every week we've been playing bands. And I, again, want to thank Metal Public House, uh, which is a group on Facebook, for making this possible. uh, For allowing me to post and try to support Unsigned Bands. As best as we can. Especially in this time and age. Uh, The bands could use our support for sure. Uh, It's tough times. But we're going to get through this together. Um, And then eventually. You'll be able to support all your favorite bands live. Uh, Let's just hope for the best. Wear your masks again. But uh, right now it's time for the unsigned band of the week. And this week we're going all the way to Arizona. That's right. We're checking out a band called Arknot. They are a badass metal band that has risen from the depths of that Arizona desert, that Arizona heat. Arknott is here, and we are playing them on the show. If you want more information on this band, you can do so by going to Facebook.com forward slash Arknaut. And that is A-R-C-H-E-N-A-U-T, Arknot. And you can also go to com for more information. So I went on their Spotify and obviously, to check out their music because I always check out every band before I play them on the show. And uh, got to this one track, and I was like, as soon as I heard it, I said, This is the track that I want to play on the show. And it comes off of their uh, self titled three song EP. The track is called Follow No Shadows. It hits you like a 10 ton hammer, and it's here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. That was Arknot right there with Follow No Shadows. Check them out again on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Arknot and go to arknot.com for more on this band from the depths of the Arizona desert. Hell yeah. So, as promised, we have more rock and metal news to talk about. And of course, we all know that small businesses, um, you know, got some help, you know, during these trying times, of course. I mean, what are, uh, you know, what is the government to do? They got to support somebody, right? Uh, So apparently, the U.S. government's PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, shelled out $660 billion to more than 4.9 million small businesses. Loans would be forgiven as long as its recipients used at least 75% to pay employees at pre pandemic levels. Loans were distributed in tiers, ranging from one hundred fifty thousand to three hundred fifty thousand, all the way up to five to ten million. Metal injection and metal socks dug through all the stuff, and they found out people like Paul Reed Smith, Ibanez, Music Man, labels like Metal Blade, Sumerian Victory, all benefited from all this. Um, some of the companies that took five million and ten million between there. Uh, Sam Ash Music Corporation, they have 500 employees. Uh, Paul Reed Smith took about somewhere between 2 million and 5 million for the 373 employees. Um, PV Electronics, uh, Ibanez took between 1 million and 2 million. Uh, and Metallica Club Inc., which is Metallica's fan club, but you got to remember the corporation's owners uh, include James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, and Lars Ulrich, as well as the 20 employees. They took between anywhere 350 million to 1 million dollars, uh, but also Q Prime Incorporated. They represent Metallica, Baroness, uh, Disturbed, Volbeat, uh, Equal Vision Records, Sub Pop Records, uh, Third Man Records, Schechter, Mesa Boogie. Uh, also took between there, and then the 150 thousand to 350 thousand range. Was uh, Sumerian Records, Metal Blade Records, Victory Records, Cleopatra, Hopeless, Kings Road Merchandising, Amoeba Music, House of Blues, uh, Music Forward Foundation—that is—took uh, some money. There's also more and more to that list. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, people, businesses need to get bailed out, and of course, you know, record companies were losing money. Yeah, they are just—they're still releasing. New music, but of course, you know, they're suffering as well uh, through all of this. Uh, Metallica is also involved in something else. Here's more Metallica news. So, Metallica and their co manager, uh, Cliff Bernstein, apparently are involved in some intellectual property acquisition venture, uh, you know, conveniently called World Wired Music IP Fund, not to be mixed with their record and tour that was called that. Uh, But according to Variety, that's what they're saying, and the fund also, according to them, includes Morgan Stanley investment banker Paul Donahue, ex-Fender president and COO Matt Janopel, and ex-Sony ATV co-president Rick Krim. Uh, apparently, they've got resources between 300 to 500 million, and they're at, they're acquiring song catalogs it's as part of a portfolio. Um, apparently. Nobody just wanted to comment on that, so they—it's basically they have a source, and the source is that's who's reporting it. Um, and of course, it has nothing to do with Hypnosis uh, Songs, which has been spending over a billion dollars buying up songwriter and producer catalogs in the last two years. So, court uh, pretty much has nothing to do with that. Uh, that's what they say. But, anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I'm trying. I'm going to try to read more. About this, but apparently, yeah, they that's what they're doing. So Metallica is going to be raking in the money. Um, smart, you know. Eventually, you're going to want to retire from playing music, so uh, that's a smart, smart move on their part. Um, the last piece of news that I'm going to read about is one that could be affecting. Um, A proposal to begin next year. So as we all know, Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett were supposed to tour this year. That was uh, a huge stadium gig that was supposed to happen. I mean, Motley Crue and Def Leppard on the same bill. That is nuts. Right? Absolutely nuts. Uh, But apparently now they don't know if it's actually going to happen next year. So Phil Collin, the Def Leppard guitarist, was on Trunk Nation with Eddie Trunk. And he says the odds are about 50-50. And he commented saying, I honestly don't know. I'd say it's 50-50. Every if everyone does what they're supposed to do, then there will be then we will be there next summer. Literally a week from now, next year. We'll be out there. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, he continues to say me and Nikki Six were talking about getting in shape for it you know we were like how you doing and all this stuff and it was awesome and then we had that plug pulled so we actually have got a year to even look better so it'll be even cooler so hopefully that's the plan it depends it's not us it's like when you're driving it's that thing it's not me you have to watch out for every other idiot on the road so that's where we are right now but we are ready to go um but again and metal injection pointed this out the most important piece of that whole statement that Phil Collins said is if everyone does what they're supposed to do then we will be there next summer. So that is apparently what he's saying is if you guys don't act like idiots like fucking Great White and some of these other fucking morons across this country just wear a goddamn mask stop going into crowds Be smart and just wear a fucking mask. That is the moral of the story today, this week, on Pedal to the Metal Radio Show, the podcast. Wear your fucking mask. Boycott Great White. So on and so forth. That is going to do it all for me this week. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, We're going to try to always do big, big things here. We always are going to try. I'm glad. I want to thank Cloak. I want to thank, Ar- I want to thank Arconaut, uh for all being a part of the show. You guys are amazing. Can't do it without you. Again, without them, this doesn't happen. So, again, check out these bands, and I will see you guys next week right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. <sighs>